Hey there, welcome to the online Women's Bible Study Podcast. What started as a local neighborhood Bible study group has turned into a community of women from all walks of life. We're committed to growing and becoming all that God has called us to be. I am your host, Allison Daniels, and I'm excited that you are here to share in this conversation. We are reading through the book, Praying the Names of God by Ann Spangler. As women, when we know who our God is, we then know how to live and how to fully embrace his plan for our lives. I want to see us live boldly, full of faith and power, knowing who you are as a daughter of the King. I'm so glad that you are here. Let's jump in. questions that I wanted to ask is one of the questions she asked us this week. What comes to mind when you think of, because I was thinking about that idea, okay, what did Abraham know about the eternal God, right? Like, what, what, what was his experience to be able to define God in that way? And so she asked us the question, what images come to mind when you think of the eternal God or the everlasting God? You know, for me, um, I don't know if I would call it an image, but, but more so like a, a feeling um, comfort, like throughout this whole entire chapter, just, I just felt waves of comfort because, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that he's the everlasting God, that mm-hmm. just, to me, that was just reassurance that he's always going to be there for me. You know, we have times when we feel like we're going through things by ourselves and nobody understands and, you know, certain things we don't want to share out of embarrassment or fear or whatever, but just knowing that he's there by our side. I mean, it was, it, it was just such a comfort to me. And, you know, it made me think back when, um, back when, um, um, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm, I have a bad memory. I'm not really good with names. I recently started, um, reading through the Bible. So I get the names mixed up sometimes, but I remember when, um, when, when, when they came out of Egypt and I believe it, it was Moses, right. At that point who was, mm-hmm. um, leading them out. And then, um, the Hebrews, they were just complaining about everything. It was like, Oh, we don't, you know, we don't like this. We don't like that. Oh, why are we still here? You said, you, you know, we're going to be in our place. What, well, you know, what's taking so long? And he was just so patient with them. Mm. You know, he was just so, just so loving and so kind. And I know if it were me, I'd be like, you know what? Spoiled brats, look. <laughs> mm. Yeah. He, he's just so Our loving patient. and so patient and so kind mm. with us. And, and the fact that it's everlasting you know, we know he's yes. always going to be there for us in that way. Yeah. And it just, it just, it just reinforced, you know, you know, my, my love and my devotion. And it just made, it just Not made me want to be a better person for him because yeah. he's been so good to us. Yeah. For me, the image that, that comes to mind is like a clock that like, Mm -hmm. you know how in the movie sometimes when a clock, like they want to show like how time is like speeding, like, and it's just like spinning like the clock is just, (laughs) the the hands are just, like, that's what I kind of, when I think about that idea of like eternal or everlasting, like, it's just the clock just keeps spinning, time just keeps going Mm -hmm. on, and Mm -hmm. he's constant. Right. Constant. Um, That's what, um, in one of my studies that I was kind of using to supplement this a little bit and to study about 
this particular name. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about that this idea of the everlasting God is the idea that God is unchangeable. Right. You know, who he was at creation is mm-hmm. who he was with the children of Israel, is who he right. was with Abram, right. is who he was when Jesus was on the cross, mm-hmm. is who he is now, and is yes. who he will be in eternity yes. when we're with him. Like nothing about him is going to be different. Right. Nothing about him is going to be, when I say new, it's not going to be a new part of his character. It right. might be more revealed to us that we understand, but right. nothing about God has changed ever. Right. No mm-hmm. surprises. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. No surprises. Mm-hmm. No surprises in God. And mm-hmm. I had to ask myself kind of this question as I was doing the study. Why do we forget that the God who stands outside of time, beginning and the end, mm-hmm. with us? Because even Abimelech, right, recognizes it's about Abraham mm-hmm. and says, God's with you in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But why do we forget that? I think we forget it because we're, we're, we're so into like, you know, sometimes we might say, well, why me? Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're just so self-absorbed sometimes. Right. You know, right. what's going on? Why? You know, and so mm-hmm. we don't stop to think like, wait, stop it. Get out of there. You know who your God is. And if right. you in Christ, then you know he's going to yeah. bring you up. And mm-hmm. you might not, you know, it reminds me of, you know, the Psalms 23 yeah, I walked through the valley of death. He didn't say you sat there and stayed there. He said you gotta right. walk through. He, but he's not with you. You're not in there alone. Exactly. We're so self-exalted. Like, why are we here looking around? Like, maybe we might even have a pity party or uh, screaming <laughs> all by ourselves. And you know, honestly, if we really think and remember who he was yesterday, today, and forever, then we won't be stuck in that valley because we know that we can get up yeah. and walk through the valley and we yeah. have the creator right by our side. I think of the rivers of water mm. that just ripples and ripples and the rivers of water never really end. That's right. You know, we think they end because we might see a land over here that cuts it off or, but mm-hmm. there's something underneath. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that thing that you don't see where the river connects to the other side of the river is maybe a little island, it may be a clump of grass, it may even be a rock. But even with that rock being in the center, the rivers go around it. The rivers right. of the flowing water go around and just continues to go. Yeah. You know, like everlasting and everlasting and everlasting. So I'm just, I'm going down the river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when I get down, I go down the right. river. <laughs> I love that idea because for the last couple of months, the Lord has just been dealing with me about the idea of rivers. And oh, just hmm. well, there's your confirmation. There's, there you the, there's my confirmation, <laughs> right? And so I love that idea, right? Like think like he is a river. Yeah. He is a river. Yeah. Um, Psalm one talks about actually it's not Psalm one, it's Psalm uh 46. There is a river whose streams make glad, the city of our God. And when you think about that, that the idea of God is eternal, God is a river that just keeps ebbing, keeps Ooh, flowing, yeah. keeps moving. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's got to dip under, like yeah. you said, like hidden spaces, but 
it does not who he is does not change his character does not change right. his right. power does not change his mm-hmm. word does not change mm-hmm. and that for me was a huge one and thinking about that idea of who god is is elo did christy you said elolam how did you pronounce it um i said elolam <laughs> i said i think i said elolam Elolam. It sounds better. Elolam. Wait a minute. Go back to the beginning. (laughs) But just that idea that if God has not changed and he he remains a constant, what about his word also Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. remaining a constant and has not changed? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Revelation talks about nothing can be added and nothing can be taken away. Right. And I just, you know, look, you look at around in, in our culture and we see so many things shifting, you know, and, and people try to manipulate the word of God right. to fit their point of view, to fit their experience, but he has not changed. Mm-hmm. Right. There are some things that he has said no to. Sin is still sin. I don't care whether That's they it. preach about it or not. Sin right. is still sin. And, <laughs> you know, there are still some things that God says are wrong and there are some things that God says are right. That's right. And right. that's how he's calling us to live is yeah. with that awareness of who I was yesterday is who I am today is who I am going to be forevermore. And as daughters, you know, who are following him and who, who are taking on his nature and taking on his name, as his child, right? We then have to live with that same continuity as well and consistency mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well. If we if we just remember that, you know, we understand that God is 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 never changing. But if we remember that, like you said, his word never changes, his word never changes because he is the word. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so he is the word. So if he never changes and his word is him and, and he is his word, then why would either of those change? Mm. You know? Yep. That's yeah. good. That's really good, Cheryl. Well, if he is, if he is his word, mm-hmm. then why, he never changes. Why would his word ever change? Why would his word change? Yeah. That's right. Okay, we're done. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We can look that, was, that. that was the every point. There we go. <laughs> That is so good. Oh, but that's only because I don't want to deal with some of the stuff from the other days. That's so well, let's jump into it, girlfriend. <laughs> let's jump into it. So on Tuesday, she kind of starts getting us to think. Yeah, she she kind of went in on this week. Um, you know, she went in deep with some stuff here. Mm-hmm. But on Tuesday, I felt like was where she her focus was kind of getting us to think about the idea of starting to live with an awareness of eternity. Um, At the very end there, she said on page 55, let it be said of us, not that we died laughing, great as that might be, Mm -hmm. but that we died loving, trusting our eternal future to the everlasting faithfulness of God. Mm -hmm. You know, the beginning of that- I was in the beginning of that paragraph is a very good statement too that made me really stop and write a note and think because scripture teaches us that wisdom comes not from living a long life, but from numbering our days aright. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like at first I went, what an an unusual 
verbiage there. I, I was like, what? Wait, numbering your days are right? Like, what? <laughs> like, I literally had to go back and then, like, what does that mean to me? Yeah. Like, what? By leaving my days are right. And then, so of course, I looked the word up and then and to me, it, it really jumped out because it means, are you living your days correctly and properly? Mm-hmm. Are you a, being a salt cedar, a salt? And light, you know, and everything that you do, are you showing the love of Christ? Mm-hmm. And yeah. for that minuscule moment that we're here, it was like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it really, you know, and yeah, let it be said that we don't, that we didn't die just of laughing, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, like we, we are, are we trusting our eternal future to the everlasting faithfulness of God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many people do we know that we can say without a doubt, like, yep, I know that that person is not in a judgmental way, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, and what an impactful that individual is in your life. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. just to see that I'm like, Mm -hmm. totally that one, totally that mm, questionable questionable (laughs) because I point to myself (laughs) really questionable um but yeah it it really makes you go yeah and I think you really said something again very impactful last week too is it's like every day could be your Your last last. that's right you have absolutely no idea and Mm -hmm. have you given it the best shot like oh no like you know I'll eat better tomorrow I'll exercise I'll do this I'll I'll like give give to others I'll uh, tomorrow yeah mm-hmm. next week <laughs> next month next month next month I'm really right. in hard yeah. yeah yeah you know the first the first of August sounds like a good time to start an exercise plan. Mm-hmm. that's true I was having a conversation with one of my friends she's going through some stuff so I said well you know I said well tomorrow yesterday's gone so what can you can you do anything about yesterday in today that has already gone that particular situation you cannot so yesterday's gone tomorrow's not here yet it's not been promised to you so just yeah. deal with the current and the now that's good that's, that's mm-hmm. the only thing you can do because yes tomorrow has enough Troubles of his own, the Bible says. So you don't even need to worry about tomorrow. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever you are right now, just trust God to bring you through the next hour or the next 10 minutes or because that's really all you have right now because you're in the position that you're in. You have nothing yeah. else. You don't have any other supporters. You yeah. know, she calls me like five times a day and I just like, Lord, help me to endure. You know, so <laughs> I want to be that friend that like, oh my God, here she comes again and not answer because it may be very well a crisis. Yeah. You know, where she could have a nervous breakdown. She could, you know, I mean, because she's really not in a, in a right state of mind. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, when the phone rings, I, I'm like, I never know what I'm going to hear. Yeah. So it's just like, Lord, just let it be something that I can encourage and that I'm able to endure. And, yeah. you know, that that's really, like I said, you only have today. You only have today. In the context, I think last week that I was talking about, I was talking about the situation in Miami, the condo collapse. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then now look where we are a week later with all this flooding in Europe. Yes. And they're saying hundreds, possibly over thousands of people missing mm-hmm. in these floods. In the floods. Mm-hmm. Today, tomorrow is not promised. Not promised. And we don't, we, we never know what we're going to face 
from never mind day to day, from right. honestly minute to minute, mm-hmm. from yeah. minute to minute. When you really, really think about just life and the adversity of life and just things that can come up on you out of nowhere, yeah. um, it's really minute to minute. Yeah. You know? And I think that's why it's so important. Like, I love that you looked that word up right, Christy, because the idea that it's talking about of living correctly, because I think that's something that we have to take to heart. You know, and I think, I feel like years ago, you know, the church used to talk about that idea a lot more, you know, about never knowing it. Mm-hmm. This was your last day, last minute, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't live that way. No. And I was thinking about it this weekend when I, um, you know, got kind of, I got a little short with my husband about something and it kind of hit me like, what if that was your last conversation or last interaction? Mm-hmm. You know, like think about Kobe Bryant and, and his wife, like what yes. if that was your last yes. interaction with him? And the Lord said, okay, it's time for her. Because then now, not only is he now living with that moment, but now I have to go into judgment with that moment. Right. And I feel like that's something that we so have to think about. And I and not to, not in a sense of burden, like it shouldn't mm-hmm. be a burden, but I think there should be a place in our hearts that is ever looking towards heaven. Mm-hmm. And that is looking at this life through the lens of heaven and through yes. the lens of eternity and wanting I, and wanting to get to eternity and make it to heaven and hear well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, today, I just found myself singing when the saints go marching in. <laughs> and <laughs> just That's because you want to be in the number. It's because I want to be in the number. And I was just, and I, so I started tuning up. I mean, I was going over. <laughs> you know, I mean, you I was. Your own, right? It, right. Because I started thinking about that and I'm like, Lord, I do want to be one of the saints that's in the number. We don't know when this thing is winding up and when it is wrapping up. But God, if you call me home tomorrow or if you call me home 30 years from now, I want to be just as ready then as I am now. Right. Not more, right? Not mm-hmm. not more, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to live now yeah. as though this is the end. And yeah. as though this you know, this could be the 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 the, the wrap up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it is, but I'm also not going to be so arrogant to assume because that's part of what it is. Is I think, in some level, we've gotten to a place of arrogance of assuming yeah. that our days will be forever. Right. You know? yeah. and, and I think sometimes we have, like I said, we just have to live with that, and not just an awareness of heaven, but a joy of looking forward to heaven, you mm-hmm. know, and to seeing loved ones again and to, mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. meet, to seeing Jesus, right? Right. Like, you know, live mm-hmm. and in full color, you know, and to being around the throne and worshiping, like we should be talking about heaven in our homes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. our children should, our, our children shouldn't be afraid of death. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get it when they're young, it might be a harder concept to understand. But as believers, mm-hmm. we should be talking about heaven with a gladness and with a joy. Yes. That, it, that our children, yes. grandchildren have such a longing for that, you know, for that place. So that when our time comes, 
it, they're going to miss us. You know, family members mm -hmm. will miss us, but they're also able to say with an assurance, I know where mom is. I know yeah. where grandma is. She taught me about Jesus and she lived well for him and I'm going to live well too. Mm -hmm. So that I can see him and I can see her too one day. You know, I think yeah. that's part of what we have to bring back to our vocabulary and our walk with God in our mm -hmm. everyday life is there should be a joy in the looking mm -hmm. forward to heaven. I think sometimes too, even, um, even you know, as Christians, sometimes we, we have that fear of leaving our loved ones behind, mm -hmm. you know? And so just by always thinking and meditating on that fear, as mm -hmm. opposed to thinking and meditating on the joy of the Lord. And mm -hmm. when we leave here, mm -hmm. what, oh, what waits for us there, yeah. you know? Um, and so I think, I mean, cause I know personally myself, I, it, that has ran across my mind, like, Lord, I'm, I'm not ready to leave my, my children and my grandchildren. I mean, they still got things to do and I still got some seed planting to do in their lives. And, you know, I mean, I want to see them graduate from, if anything, high school and go into college and, you know, yeah. Lord, I mean, I want to live 200 years. I don't know. I know it's possible, but I probably won't get there. But anyway, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I want to be in my right state of mind as well, you know? Right. Um, and, and so I just think that as Christians, we don't speak of that joy mm -hmm. because sometimes we are in fear of mm -hmm. the thought of leaving our loved ones behind, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? And who's going to pray for them like mom? Who's going to mm -hmm. pray for them as, and you know, so when I pray, I don't say, say, Lord, I'm storing up everything I can. And when I leave the earth, when it's time for me to go home, please continue to remember these prayers and just resurface them. You know, just, just reach out for because I'm not going to be here when you call me home. And yeah. somebody has to pray for them, like mama prays for them, like grandma prays for them. Somebody, right. yeah. When Dawn is gone, you know, mm -hmm. when, when I'm gone, you know, to, to yeah. continue to lift them up in prayer. Mm -hmm. And think about it, really. If we do our job well, you mm -hmm. know, and if we do, like what you said, like that pouring in, that teaching, that seed sowing, then those seeds have to take root. Yes. They have to take yes. root. You know, um, I think about um, a scenario with my mom and my brother years ago, years and years ago. He was doing his whole thing. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Anything and everything. I understand it. <laughs> I understand. You know, I've got three of them. I understand. Yeah. Yes. That, you know, that late teens. <laughs> you know, he knew everything and he was doing everything. And you know, it was stressing her out so, yes. so, so much. Yes. It was stressing yes. her out so much. And one night they kind of, you know, got into it and, you know, him coming home late and all that stuff. And he said to her, he said, don't you know that everything you've ever taught me is right here? And he's pointing it like his ears and his It's fingers. still there. He said, and that's exactly what he said. He said, it's still there. He said, everything you taught me, you know, it, it's all there. He said, I haven't forgotten it. He said, I'm not doing it. He said, but it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> and that's, I think, something that should, you know, I just share that as an encouragement. Yeah. As a, as a they mom. They don't forget. They don't forget. Don't forget. Every, because, I mean, you know, the Bible says, train up a child in the way we'll go. And he might depart from it, but he might stray away from it, but it will never depart from him. That's right. Or her. That's I mean, right. God's promise is that my household will be saved. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Sister Shovel's standing on that promise. That's yes. right. As for me, we have nothing else to stand on. We have nothing else to stand on. I have to stand on, on his promise. Come on. You know? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And so everything attached, has children, to, grandchildren, has to, has to prosper. Parents, has mm -hmm. to prosper. It has to prosper. They will come into the knowledge of the Lord. Um, last year, uh, you, Sharp Christian, Kenya probably wouldn't know, but last year, um, I just had such a heavy impression one day after dreaming about some loved ones to do like a family prayer on Facebook. And so we did mm -hmm. like seven days of praying mm -hmm. for the family. And mm -hmm. I'm actually going to do it again this year, probably a better yeah. And we just, each day, we were praying for specific areas of our family. We were praying yeah. for uncles and husbands and sons or mm -hmm. moms and grandparents and aunts and uncles, all, you know, we covered the whole thing. Yep. And every seed that is sown, God remembers that. Yes. Eternal God, he remembers that. Yes. And he sees and... I truly believe whether we're here or not, those those seeds are going to come to bear. Yes. And I think that that is part of living with that awareness of who God is, that mm -hmm. he is unchangeable. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Mm -hmm. And so that God remembers us. He remembers our children. He remembers our mm -hmm. loved ones. Yes. Mm -hmm. From throughout eternity mm -hmm. right because that means that as the eternal god he knew your children before you right right mm -hmm. right 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 before mm -hmm. before you even were in existence. he already knew they was gonna act the fool he knew they were gonna act the fool, <laughs> <laughs> the fool too <laughs> he knew their character he knew mm -hmm. their ways he knew their yeah. personality god knew all about them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he is with you and with them. That was such a neat idea you were talking about, the family prayer. We, I've been trying, uh, I have a prayer chalkboard by the kitchen. Mm. And between Dirk and I, we have five kids, you know, all different stages of life. But both, both of our, we're a blended family, but all of our kids were brought up with some sort of faith. We have one who's really practicing and, and you know, his, he's bringing it to his kids um, as best as he can. And the rest of them were just kind of still praying on it. <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping. But I, I got a really neat idea. And I can't even remember where it is to give credit to the, the correct thing. But it was somebody who said that they did every day they chose a family member. And I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. So since we have five kids, like Monday through Friday, each one is, each day is to each child, because sometimes it's just so easy to fall into rote, where you're mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, um, and like be with all the kids, like, you know, help them through their day, and that they can like find God again, and blah, 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 and you're like, wait a minute, like, that was just blather. <laughs> right. Those, are, those exactly. are the same words coming out of my mouth, blah, blah. So it really has been starting to help me focused to really be specific about each one of the kids and mm. and the babies and, and the whole nine yards about their specific and then mm -hmm. I said one day was just for us as Dirk and I and then the other day was is really for our extended family like mm -hmm. my my mom is the last of our parents who's alive um, his older sister who just went through, you know, losing the parent, last parent that she cared for for the last 25 years, you know, so it was just like, 
but I thought, oh, it's so nice. And then, you know, I really appreciate that talk where you guys were, you know, especially Cheryl, you were talking about your kids being in their face about talking about heaven. Because I don't remember my parents having, and I grew up in a very strict mm. Dutch home, but I don't ever remember them talking about heaven. It was like, mm. ooh, you know, like who was yeah. there? And it was a special fancy place. And, you know, I'm sure there's a door that you open that's going to find all your lost socks. And then there's going to be another room that has all the lost <laughs> keys. And then there's going to be like all the good stuff. And, you know, and they spent a third. <laughs> Seriously, there's going to be a room with socks. Um, <laughs> but you know a thursday for for a reason when i first read through this she kind of threw me because also like what why is she talking about heaven like what what what's about this eternity thing like how did we get there like how did this get there <laughs> like but it, it really made me think too about like what is heaven the concept of heaven what is eternal life to me like what is that what does that mean to me? Like, what are the feelings does it evoke in me? Like all that. And I was, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the, the, I put peace, purity, contentment, joy, music. I put ethereal, you know, because it's like, you mm-hmm. just don't know. But I think it's, you're right. You're so right, Cheryl, about how you need to like make this, this is real. Yeah. This, this is a real step. You're right. here temporarily to share, mm-hmm. to do the best that you can, right. to apply, you know, your biblical teachings to yourself and to share with others. Right. But it's like, this is just, and then what's next <clears throat> is <Jesus>. fabulous. <laughs> like, I hope I go with my horn so I can play an orchestra up there. <laughs> they'll be like woohoo but you know it's just like we kind of gloss over that whole thing when mm-hmm. when I was young at least like yeah. like I didn't I, I grasped it I got it but I didn't get it of the importance and yeah. sharing that importance and yeah. you know like how many people like oh and that was funny what was her she uh oh um W Somerset mom the novelist you know, dying is a very dull and dreary affair. And my advice is that you have nothing to do with it. <laughs> you die, you're dead. Put me in a box, throw me on the ground. <laughs> Let's get that. Yeah. Okay. And your yeah. purpose in your life is what? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then the, the Winston Churchill is really hysterical. He said, I'm ready to meet my maker. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was that much of a man of faith, but then of course with his humor, it's like mm-hmm. whether my maker is prepared a great deal for meeting me is another matter. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, I think your maker knows who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also my um, uh, uh, sister Tramsey was saying like how we, you know, should pray over like prayer for our children and pray for our family and pray. But she said what she does was, cause I was trying to get it, you know, like, like, like Christy said, trying to get all them names and it's hard sometimes to remember all those names, but she had a great, and I said, okay, I'm going to start doing that. So mm-hmm. what she said she does was she takes each family and she takes the last name of that family. And mm-hmm. she just mentions the last name of that family because everybody in that last name is covered. Mm-hmm. Pray for them. So yeah. praying for if I pray for my grandson's family, his is the Gonzalez. And if mm-hmm. I say Monroe, it falls under his mom and his dad. 
You know, um, mm -hmm. if I say mm -hmm. pray for the Prouts, that prays for every family member that's under the name of Prout. Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think that's an easier way because God knows their names. Yes. Name that's mm -hmm. under that name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I said, I think that's a great idea because you know what? I'm 60, 64 years old. I can't remember everybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and I think sometimes I have found, I feel like sometimes we make prayer so complicated. So hard, right? Mm -hmm. It's so hard. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's actually okay to have a strategy for yeah. how you pray, to have yeah. a plan yeah. for how you pray because right? It's, it's a war room, right? So right. You're warring. when you're going into a war room and, and to, to do intercession and to do battle, you know, you need to be thinking strategically. Okay. That's yeah. That's you don't want to pray a generic prayer. Like, no. okay, what does, what do the Smiths need? What do the Jones right. need? Right. What, does, right. what does Donna need? What exactly. does Jamie need? You know, mm -hmm. and so that you are praying with a targeted focus. Yes. And so one of the things that I started doing, um, my cousin, I don't know if you guys can see this, but yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. My cousin Monica gave this to me because she didn't know what to get me for Christmas. And so one year, <laughs> so it says pray always. Mm -hmm. And then it's just this little string here and it's on this box um, that holds cards. And so I was like, Monica, what is this? And she was like, it's like a prayer thing. It's like a prayer thing. A and thing, like, right? Just oh. a thing. <laughs> it's just a prayer thing. You know, I was like, oh, okay. okay. And then I realized, I was like, oh, it's to like hold prayer cards. And so that's what I did is I just went to like the scrapbook store, the craft store. And so I have these different patterns oh, yeah, for cards. Okay. Yeah. And then on each card, I have like, for instance, here's my mom. Like I have a card with their oh, name. <laughs> and then I have the prayer needs. And yeah. then at the top, I haven't finished all of them. Um, but like there's, I have a scripture that I'm mm -hmm. believing for each one of those mm -hmm. or for that person. So when I go to pray, you know, I'll just maybe pick a couple a day, you know, yeah. and mm -hmm. pray, you know, pray it that way. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with having a strategy, right. especially, right. you know, a family of five kids, you know, yeah. that's a lot, that's <laughs> you know, a lot. Right. Yeah. a lot of people to pray for. Yeah. You know? And I think that, that God absolutely honors that, you know, yes. we yes. pray with intention and we pray with yes. purpose. Um, pray with a purpose. Yes. Pray with a purpose. Because his command know? is to pray. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't say how to, he didn't say when, right. he said, mm -hmm. just pray. pray without ceasing. So, you know, and, and you're right, Sister Allison, it's like sometimes we, we, if we don't look at prayer like it's like it's a chore mm -hmm. and we look at it as, wow, you know what? I know when I pray, God is going to move. Yeah. These mountains are going to push out the way. Mm -hmm. I'll be able to see the rivers clear. I'll be yeah. able to roll down the river and dodge that <laughs> rock in the middle instead of banging yeah. my head. You know, we look mm -hmm. at prayer like that. Then yeah. we'll be excited about, you know, I got to get, I got to go pray. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll catch you later. You know, if we look at it like that, Mm -hmm. And as 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 opposed to looking at it as oh God let me go pray all mm -hmm. right I gotta go pray you know so mm -hmm. my time for me is like I always remember the scripture where it says at midnight you know the chain the the the, the cells were open and the chains fell I'm a midnight prayer that's yeah. what I do I don't go to bed till after midnight because yeah. I want to pray before midnight because something will happen <laughs> <laughs> so I've done that. 
forever. That's me too. I like, I, I'm a nighttime prayer. Yeah. And my husband, he's like had to get used to that because he's, he's like a, a middle of the day person. He's not a okay. morning person and he's not a night person, but he's okay. middle of the day. So he's just baffled when like 1 a.m. And I'm like, okay, I think I'll go to sleep now. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? Because it's just he's like, baffled. I want to do this before the noise starts because mm -hmm. the noise is a distraction. I want to do it before the cars start riding by for 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. I want to do it before, you know, you look out the window and you see everybody's lights come on. Oh, they're getting up for work. They're dressing the kids. They're doing whatever. So I want to do it when everybody's going to bed because I know there ain't no noise and mm -hmm. I can focus. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I say, well, God didn't say um, play with your eyes closed. I pray with my eyes closed because it takes me off of everything around me. Mm -hmm. that's why I pray with my eyes because I don't know what the word of God says about closing your eyes and one eye and whatever but I know why I close my eyes I close my eyes because I don't want to see nothing else around here I might pray be praying like this and go oh, what's that over there now you done stopped the prayer right so <laughs> Christy you're laughing you can do that <laughs> I need blankets. you need oh, I, to I totally understand but, I mean you know so I I said you know what I'm going to, you know, I just pray with my eyes closed because I know I'm easily distracted sometimes. That's just the truth about it. You know? Well, and I think it's it's a it's a simple act that helps us to focus, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Especially like, so for instance, like each week here, like we've been focusing on a specific attribute of God. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I know for me, it kind of helps me. Okay. I'm thinking about the eternal God this week. Mm -hmm. Next week, I think we're doing... Yali Yali, you know, that's going to be a big one. Um, and so it helps to kind of put your mind in that place of concentration of, you know, whether that you're studying something like this book or, or whatever it might be, but it helps to put your mind on, okay, God, this is what I'm coming to you about. This is the situation that I'm coming to lay before you. Mm -hmm. Now, who, who are you to this situation? Mm -hmm. I am that I am, remember? Uh, we talked about that last week, I think, with Yahweh. Um, who who are you to this situation? Who are you to this need? Mm -hmm. you know, how do we set that that focus? And so I think absolutely have a strategy to your mm -hmm. prayers. You mm -hmm. know, have intention to mm -hmm. your prayers. When we're praying, pray with eternity in mind. You know, right. don't let's not just be praying about their current needs, not that they right. aren't important or they mm -hmm. aren't real, you know, we're not dismissing that, but pray that they would come into an awareness of Jesus yes. Christ as Lord, yes. the Savior of mm -hmm. your life, mm -hmm. that they yes. would come to a place of surrender, mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. would come yes. into full revelation and knowledge of the truth of God and would walk with him for all the rest of their days. Right, mm -hmm. right. I, I always pray, Lord, change their mindset. If they're not thinking about you, Lord, put their put you on their mind. Mm -hmm. You know, um, for my grandchildren, I always say, Lord, you know, I've already prayed the prayer, so I'm just confirming it again. So I just mm -hmm. say, Lord, continue to snatch them up from the things of the world and grab them, Lord. So grab them early, mm -hmm. you know. So I just continue to thank you, Lord, for working on grabbing them early. Yeah. You know, and so I already prayed it. So I'm just like, I'm just continuing to thank him for it because it's it's definitely going to come to pass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to beg him because I don't have to beg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, because people have do a... have a habit of begging when they pray and we don't have to <laughs> beg God. You know, right? 
You know? Sister Allison, you know, people do, oh God, please God, oh God, please God. But I mean, yeah. you don't have to do all that. Nope. You mm. don't have He's to. He's authority. He's given mm. you access. Yeah. To pray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I have a friend who was in the military and when their mother, when they would be overseas, I mean, literally the other side of the world doing whatever they were doing, mom would get that inkling yeah. and pick up the phone and call over to Tokyo mm -hmm. and say, whoever's in your bed get him out. needs to leave mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the Holy, you know, so mom yeah, Holy Spirit don't lie. Yeah. Hey, we might lie in the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit don't lie. <laughs> he told right. you. Mom, mom would call right up there and say, this is not what you were taught. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We taught you the ways of God. We have brought you up in the ways of God and you will serve God and we, we will love God. And I'm telling you that whatever is going on right there in your situation is not pleasing to God. Mm -hmm. Mom would speak truth and mom would, she would speak truth according to the word of God. And mm -hmm. she would speak life. And she would speak a warning, you know, and, and, and say what the Lord had her to say, you know? And so I think one of the things that we have to be thinking back to that idea of God is constant. God is consistent. His word doesn't change. That means we can't run from his word. No. That means we can't run from his truth. Mm -hmm. Even in, as we're praying and as we're loving people and we're loving our families and we're, we're interacting with them. We can't run from that. Right. You know, um, we can't run from the things we can, we are, we are responsible to love people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. That is, that is the Bible at its core. That is Jesus at his core, but we are also responsible to speak the truth and love. Mm -hmm. And if no one else is is speaking life and is is presenting the gospel, not condemnation, mm -hmm. right over over maybe their lifestyle or or whatever they might be engaged engaged in, not condemnation, but hope in Christ and life in Christ that hey, like God has a better way for you. Mm -hmm. The satisfaction that you're trying to find there, Jesus already already gave his life for the satisfaction that you're looking for. Right. Jesus already gave his life for the peace that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have that, that's part of living with that idea of, I think heaven and eternity and living with this awareness of that God is with us and everything we do, that this eternal everlasting God is with us is that we can't run from that part of his nature that wants people to be set free and wants mm -hmm. them to be whole and wants them to be in relationship with him, with him. Like I always think about the Samaritan, the, the Samaritan woman, woman at the well, you know, I always mm -hmm. think about how Jesus interacts with her. Right. Cause he just kind of, that's not your husband. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to give me something to drink. That's not your husband. And mm -hmm. he's the six or seven others. <laughs> they weren't either, but <laughs> but I have water that'll make you never thirst again. <laughs> like he just kind of, oh, 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 okay, Jesus. Like he spoke to the truth of her situation, yeah. but he said, hey, but I've got something greater. What you've been right. looking for, what you have been searching here, there, and everywhere for, I got a remedy for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that that's the type of um, walk that he's calling us to live is not that you got to be hard on people and, you know, think and beat them down, you know, because sometimes that's why people don't want to follow God. It's right. because they've been so beat down by Christians. And because yeah, they've been yeah. so beat down in the mm-hmm. name of God, then mm-hmm. now they can't even hear anything that is accurate about God. Right. And mm-hmm. so there is a balance to truth, right? You can't have love without truth, nor can you have truth without love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If we're presenting God, we got to present him accurately. Right. right. We have to represent him accurately. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you all about was on Tuesday, she said, offer thanks on page 54. She said, offer thanks that God has made your soul immortal. Mm -hmm. What did you all think of that statement? Offer thanks that God has made your soul immortal. Well, to me, our soul is what ascends to heaven. That's what will, you know, that's what will um, will go on after our physical is left behind. So had he not granted us that gift of our soul, um, you know, we would just be left here. Just, we would just be, you know, just left here the physical would end and then we would end Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that you know that that's our path to him after the physical is is done and over with it made me think of the idea so a lot of times you'll hear the soul is defined as like your mind your will and your emotions Mm -hmm. and when i saw that and said Offer thanks that God has made your soul immortal. So if I change the words, offer thanks that God has made your mind, will, and your emotions immortal. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that. I said, you know, I don't want to be a woman 40 years from now that my mind, my will, and my emotions are still the same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know like I think about 20 year old Allison's will and emotions mm-hmm. <laughs> you know 20 year old Allison's mind will and emotions should be different from I'll be 39 in September from mm-hmm. the 39 year old Allison should be different from the 57 year old Allison right right, right. different right. from Allison at 74 that's mm-hmm. right. Should be mm-hmm. different from Allison at 93. Mm-hmm. And just that idea, when I saw her make that statement, my thought was, what, what do I need to do now to, to bring, you know, any kind of wayward mentality or emotions <clears throat> under check, mm-hmm. you know, and bring them into alignment, bring them into that a right living or a right thinking So that by the time it is time to go, what I am going into eternity with is peace. Mm -hmm. My emotions. Peace in my mind. You know, a lot of times people grieve when they grieve hard, 
about a loved one, a lot of times, some, sometimes it's because, not always, but sometimes it's because that individual was not in a place of peace. Mm-hmm. Have you, I'm sure we've all seen scenarios yeah. where, you know, you, you see someone who's, who's passed away and it's just, even up until the end, their life was hard. You know, they, mm-hmm. their, their mind was not at peace about things. There, mm-hmm. there, there was a lot of torment. There was a lot mm-hmm. of guilt. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what does that look like to now live in a place of peace in our emotions, soundness in our mind, calm in our spirit, to do that now and to mature in that now, mm-hmm. so that come 90, come 110, 120 years old, <laughs> you know, that we're crossing over into eternity from a good place mm-hmm. emotionally, you know, yeah. because when we're in a good place emotionally, that in and of itself is a witness to our right. family. Right. Mm-hmm. right like that in of itself speaks about eternity and right. Right. About, uh, the everlasting and the eternal god when we are just frazzled and we're all over the place and our emotions we're high one day we're low one day we're here what you are left we're right we're going back we're going forward mm-hmm. we're crisscrossed you know we're all just all over our families feel that mm-hmm. and it's a represent representation of god whom we say we love mm-hmm. yeah you know, we're saying that, oh, he gives us peace, but then our life yeah. doesn't reflect that. Right. He gives right. us joy, but our life doesn't reflect that. And so right. when she wrote that there, it just kind of made me pause um, and just think about it from that perspective of, I want to be somebody who's living that now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait until 90 mm-hmm. and I'm on my deathbed and then to, I'm trying to... to Get it. get it right you know yeah. say mm-hmm. like i've loved god all these years but now i'm trying to be at peace like no i want peace now 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 <laughs> we need it now we need you it know? we need it now mm-hmm. you know yep. yep well and you look at that statement it made me you know and she followed it up with numbering our days do you, am i living my days all right because you think my soul is immortal and mm-hmm. we typically as a christian reference that to oh you know the, to we're going to go to heaven because christ died for us and we have eternal life then and blah blah and then you kind of go what the reverse side of that or the opposite is for those that don't believe mm-hmm. they're immortal too yeah but their life is going to be really different and it it really made me stop and consider the fact of like you know, how often, you know, oh, it, like they got a second chance in life and you, you get a do-over. There is no do-over. It's one or the other. Yeah. And like that made me rethink that whole heaven hell thing. And I'm like, I can't even, that I cannot wrap my hands around. The mm-hmm. horror of living forever in hell. And knowing it. Yeah. Like I just that like I can grasp the heaven now a little bit better, but the whole yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like that is very scary. 
It's honest to me, it is extraordinary because it's like, then you start saying like, okay, have I been good enough? Am I doing the right thing? Am I living every day all night? You know, it's like, oh, what if I don't cut the mustard? You know, yeah. I'm going to be like down there, you know, with my feet burning off. I'm like, <laughs> just give me a glass of water once every thousand years. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, like that to me is the, probably one of the most incomprehensible things right now is is that forever in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's interesting you say that the other day mm-hmm. i was researching some statistics on like faith and christianity in florida and um this research group found that 70 percent of floridians believe in heaven um and like a high like a same high percentage like believe in god they believe in heaven but only 57% believe in hell. I'm surprised it's even wow. that. Mm. I was surprised that hell was that high. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm surprised. I know, what did we say? I'm surprised hell's rating that high. Yeah. I was surprised that it rated that high. Yeah. But the fact that there's still a pretty significant, I mean, a 13% gap between those who believe yeah. in heaven and those who believe in hell. And Sean and I were talking about it and we're like, so what's up with that 13%? <laughs> yeah, what are they? What are they believing? What are that? Like, yeah. what, is, what do you believe? That there's only a yeah. heaven, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then you got the other, you know, percentage. So maybe that percentage, maybe that some of them are just confused. Maybe some of them need more of a witness or you just don't know, but that's still a large percent. You know, just- it's still a large percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, I think it's exactly what Christy said. Like, I think, hell we love the idea of heaven right like right we'll make oh, movies about that. Heaven, you know? <laughs> like everybody's going well not necessarily like there are conditions to it and i think that's where we have to it's it's not so much i think sometimes the church has been so focused on just stay out of hell just stay out of hell just stay out of hell tell us or, about hell so we can stay out of it <laughs> well, right there's that but I think too part of it talked is about enough and people really understand just what hell is because like you said, Sister Allison, it's we're talking about oh heaven is such a beautiful place. Oh, the streets are paper gold and we got yeah. some fences and some sapphires and some rubies and yeah. some emeralds and okay, we know hell got fire, but w- what about the other layers of hell? Like what about, you know, and you know, you say, okay, well, I want the mansion up here in heaven. And I, and some people, well, I don't care if I get my foot in the gate, I'm in, I'm good with that, you know, but yeah. never really be satisfied with just getting in the gate. Right. And I think that that's you know. exactly what it is. I think it's rather than just the focus on, you know, just stay out of hell, just stay out, you know, just hell, yeah. hell, hell. Like, and I'm not dismissing it. Like, please no, like you, no, you know, yeah. no I'm, not, I'm not dismissing it. Yeah. But I think part of what it is is, what if the message was teaching people how to live really well so that heaven is just amazing? Like, what if that was our focus, was teaching people mm-hmm. how to live well for God, not just right. an avoidance of sin, but teaching right. them how to live righteously, teaching them the joy and the benefit you know, of mm-hmm. living well for God that, mm-hmm. and after all those years of serving God or, or walking with him, there's a promise, there's a, an eternal hope, a, a rest that we get after mm-hmm. that. We have a promise of being with him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes we have to think too about how we frame that message, 
Mm -hmm. um, and how we portray that message so that we're not just scaring people, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that mm -hmm. we're kind of mm -hmm. presenting the gospel from mm -hmm. the standpoint of scaring people with the message and the, the reality of hell. Yeah. But rather than putting fear into people, put hope into people. Yeah. And that hope is heaven. That yeah. hope is eternity. Yeah. That hope is eternal life that whatever this life may bring, you know, we can't, um, Pastor Turner, see Cheryl's pastor, my mom's pastor, my former pastor, he taught a message years ago that said, I beg your pardon, but God never promised you a rose garden. <laughs> and <laughs> that message has stayed with me that, you know, wait a minute, who said that this life was going to be perfect, that it was mm -hmm. going to be easy, that there was never going to be any stress, that there was never going to be any trial with it. We were never promised that. But mm -hmm. what we were promised was eternal life. Yeah. I'm come that you might have life and life yeah, more abundantly, mm -hmm. is what right. Jesus said. And I, I just think it's important to, um, I think it's important to get both sides. But like you said, with heaven, show that hope and show um, you know, the benefits and the inheritance. And, you know, if you do this and this, like what a great, you know, what a great inheritance it'll be. And, you know, just think about heaven, no more pain. Think about heaven, you know, that's hope and that's joy. like, oh, oh, what I would do to get rid of this pain, you know. But then mm -hmm. on the other side, you speaking of pastor, um, speaking of sermon and uh, he spoke one sermon and I'll never forget it. It was like, uh, what in hell do you want? <laughs> you know? And it was, I was like, wow, okay. And then he started preaching. I was like, what in hell do I want? I don't want anything in hell, you yeah. know? So mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, the two go together, you know? Mm -hmm. So you got, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think it's important, like, really, like, okay, people say, oh my God, it's hot out here. It's like hell out here. How you know? You ain't never been to hell. I don't think you want to go. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think you want to go because hell is a hot place. Yeah. But guess what? There's a whole lot of other yeah. stuff going on in hell. Mm -hmm. And I think that it can be taught and preached without a scare tactic. Mm -hmm. More like an informational tactic to where you need to know mm -hmm. what in hell that you don't want. Mm -hmm. So you can focus on the beauty of going to heaven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that you can make a decision, right? So that you can yeah, make yeah, a decision, yeah. right? You know, because it's either a choice to live it's a for choice. him, it's or, a choice. To, or to not live for him, right? Right. And that's my big fear: is that I fear that there is a generation that's not even being informed that, like, no. wait, there is something other than heaven, mm -hmm. you know, and that people are going to be to slip away and not even fully have that understanding of. Mm -hmm wait a minute, like, you know, like, wait a minute. Now the yeah. Bible does talk about that. Um, I can't think of the verse. Um, I have to pull it up off the top of my head, but it talks about the idea that, you know, nobody's going to leave the earth without having an opportunity to choose Jesus. Right. 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 So that, you know, that is there, but <clears throat> we should be as believers, you know, talking about the hope of heaven and, and right. life with Christ now and then right. Right. that right. people want it now, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that they're not making a deathbed. People shouldn't have to wait until a deathbed right. to, to choose of, Christ. To choose right. Christ. Right. And I mean, I, when I'm mentoring um, 
and I have my small group, my women's group, and I'm mentoring. And I, I say, you know, when it says, um, what shall a man profit to gain the whole world and lose a soul? Mm -hmm. So, and then a spinoff of that is like, um, why die twice when you only have to die once? Right. You know, to have eternity. Because when you go mm -hmm. to, if you go and make the choice to not live for Christ, you're still going to die eternity in hell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you just die on earth, your soul's going to go to heaven and you're only going to die once. Mm -hmm. Right. So why die yeah. twice when you only have to die once? That's mm -hmm. right. You know, that's really good. That's really good. I'll close with this statement that Ann Spangler writes on page 59. And she says, well, actually, I'll go back to 58. She says, though the debate about immortality still rages, Jesus assures us that there is such a thing as eternal life. One of his most quoted sayings is from John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his own, one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Okay. The ultimate price for the ultimate prize. The mm -hmm. death of God's son brings us eternal life. Is it any wonder that the eternal God wants a people he can love eternally? Mm -hmm. It is so hard to fathom that God's love is stronger. Is it so hard to fathom that God's love is stronger, stronger than, than death? death. Mm -hmm. It is impossible to believe what can happen to souls created to be wide and deep enough for God to dwell in. Mm -hmm. No wonder scripture tells us that the Lord has set eternity in our hearts. If you believe that Jesus is neither a liar nor a fool, you must believe in the existence of an afterlife. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the challenge is not only to believe that those who belong to Jesus are destined for heaven, but to live in a way that expresses heaven as your deepest longing, your true home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that last statement, just to close, um, when it says um, that God's love is um, bigger than death, it reminds me of the song, The Reckless Love of God. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's mm -hmm. when I read that, that's what came to mind, The Reckless Love of God, because he'll kick down walls, he'll do this, and, don't mess with me, because I got a champion on my side. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's good. I hadn't thought about that when I read it, but I love that. No yeah. shadow you won't light up. Yeah. No mountain you won't. No wall you won't kick down. Mm -hmm. No mountain you climb won't up. climb. Coming after, Coming after me. <laughs> yes, that is so good. But I love that, that idea that live in a way that expresses heaven as mm -hmm. your deepest longing, your true home. Amen. Your true home. True home. This is temporary. Right. This is not forever. Mm-hmm. This is not forever. I love your expression, Christy. You're like overjoyed. You're like, yes. You <laughs> see her grin is just like so big. And that's what heaven yeah, should be. She's, she's looking like, like, yes, I can't wait to get big. Yes. That is home for us. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook group called Online Women's Bible Study. We're live on Monday evenings at 7 p.m., encouraging, building, and growing together in God. This week, remember who you are, a daughter and friend of God, seen, known, 
and loved by him. Until next time.